Welcome back, Peppers. Uh, you know, we're, another big week in fantasy. It's always a big week in fantasy, especially this time of the season. Uh, but we've got uh, we've had the community series, you know, so the the boys are out there playing for stats uh, for the first time in a while because we've had the we had the unofficial practice matches last week where we, uh, you know, they they had a bit of a kick around and you had to kind of watch them and get a feel for under the eye. And I think some people out there in the community actually bothered to take the stats and work it out. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, they were still a bit scratchy, and it was a more of a more of an eye and a feel game. So this week we've got actual stats, uh, which is nice and and slightly better grounds. So I think they still went into kind of whoop but uh, more of an official nature. So yeah, we'll be back here to have a look at those games and and talk about various talking points from the community series and kind of what we want to see going forward and what we pulled out of those that might be useful. Uh, I say we, cause we actually have a guest this week, which was nice. I've been told to not bang on so much about doing solo pods, but we're not doing solo pods this week. So that's good. Uh, we've got uh, Monty along from the, the BEP keeper league. Uh, I was among other things. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll throw it to him. How's your preseason going so far, Monty? G'day mate. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, Oh, look, it's kind of about the same as everyone. I think I've changed my side a million times in the last two weeks, but uh, I'm trying very hard to stay strong because I think that round zero is going to cause havoc and I'm, everything's going to change after that. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a, a strong bias to the players that play in round zero because we actually get to have a look at them, uh, especially the rookies, which is uh, yeah, anyone that gets a game in round zero is certainly going to be straight into that side over someone that might come in later. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, we've we've been continuing the Bep Keeper League, which we're picking 600 players of absolutely no <laughs> note whatsoever. How's your how's your draft going there? You think? Um, as you know, mate, since I didn't get plugged on the podcast, I, I won yeah. it in the first year, and that's uh, true. No, I think I did those... plug you. I called you Milney for a while, and you didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, those last eight places on my list, I, I can't see any of those blokes getting a game in my side. So yeah, I've, I've, I haven't paid a lot of attention. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a bit the same. I've kind of tried to pick people who who will get a game in case I need them. But yeah, it's pretty it's pretty pointless when you've got a 35 player list or something. And you're only drafting the last eight of them. Yeah, the, the first nine picks look alright, those draft kids. But then after that, it's pretty yeah. thin. Drops off pretty. Yeah, if you if you're on the back end of round one, um, then you're not picking up anything, and the rest of the draft you might as well forget it. Yeah. Yeah, dynasty dynasty leagues are a, are a fun game, especially when you get a couple of years in. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that one for the rest of the league mates to uh, to rag on about, and and we'll start tackling the actual football. So I think it was God last Thursday or Wednesday. I can't ever remember. Um, maybe even Tuesday, according to this. It was Tuesday, I reckon, yeah, yeah, I was going to say yeah. It's, that's testing my memory. Usually they start on a Thursday, then you go back to Wednesday. But you have to go back even further. Um, yes, Collingwood uh, came up against Richmond, and they they. Got a hold of them pretty easily, but um, it was an interesting enough game. I watched patches of that. Um, so, yeah, just taking a few notes out of that, I think. Uh, Lipinski was was very good with 106, but I, you know, I still don't know if he could do that, but that's that's interesting. Uh, Hoskin Elliott popped up, and I immediately drafted him in our BEP league. Um, but, yeah, he's... <laughs> a guy which will do something once ever, so you can probably forget about that. Uh, Maynard's much the same, but if you're drafting people, uh, he's a middle defender. Uh, Short's role was good. Dacos looked good as always. Didn't get huge points. Um, 75, apparently, but um, yeah, he's quite good. Uh, yeah, 
you didn't see anything wrong with Dacos, you're probably going to pick Dacos anyway, so nothing wrong with that. Uh, Dusty was a bit down. I don't think we saw enough from Dusty to really pick him in your forward lines. Too much confidence. Uh, and Thompson Dow looked good again, but uh, limited minutes, I think. He only got 57. I'm not sure how much he actually played. But, um, yeah, certainly one to watch. And I think you can probably chuck him in your side. Uh, I don't think I had too many other guys. Finn McRae, I think, came on late uh, and looked good. But, yeah, I don't know. If you're coming on late, late in a in a practice match, I don't know what that says about your um, your potential to, to get a game going forward. Um, yeah, do you have any other comments on those, or have anyone else from that game you want to have a look at? Oh, you got most of them. Um, McRae was the big watch for me, and that was a just a big no no when he didn't play mm. the first three quarters. He's going to be the sub if he's playing. I reckon it's just about a lock. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I don't know, don't know much about McRae. I think you'd probably stick away from him. I guess you watch to see whether he gets picked, but, um, yeah, it's not not one to, to follow for mine. Yeah. Um, the only other one I thought of was um, Jaden Short looked to have that rollback off halfback. He was pretty solid. Mm. I think he scored 92, but um, I think if you're looking more for role in preseason, I think if you were keen on him, you could, you could go there. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think his role was was pretty good. I've seen, uh, might have been Bailey, who I've been pinching various bits of content off, um, mentioned his role was pretty solid. Yeah, it's a, it's, again, it, and you're right, it's one of those ones that if you're looking at him, you've seen enough to keep picking him, but you probably haven't seen enough if he wasn't already on your radar. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so then we had Carlton and Melbourne. I'm going to get the date right here. Uh, Wednesday, what did you think about that game? Yeah, had a, I didn't get to watch this one, but had a bit of a look over it. Um, I think Carlton is still a little bit undermanned. Mm. Um, and so particularly Max Gorn just toyed with him. I think that's not unexpected going up against the Conning and Pitnet. Um, but he looks fantastic. I think he's every chance to be in the top five scorers in the comp this year. Um, the really interesting one, I think, with Clayton Oliver still out, is Tom Sparrow seems to be that's that next guy in line in the midfield and he was fantastic so risky i don't know about classic but yeah definitely one to keep an eye on um jack billings was solid again again i'm not going there but if you're big on him i think he hasn't done a lot wrong um blake house was the one i really wanted to see for a defensive rookie but 26 points doesn't exactly inspire much hope um but if he's picked round one he might be a bit of a heartbeat for you um, and the other rookie was Windsor on the wing. Kicked two goals, didn't have a lot of footy, but I reckon he, he's there around one. So that that's pretty much what I got out of it. Yeah, I was about the same. I really like to look at Windsor. Um, yeah, and I didn't know what to make of Sparrow. You're right. I kind of he he bobbed up as someone that got a lot of points and went, oh, that's interesting. What is he? Six hundred and one k. I mean, you could go there. I probably want to see more. I haven't followed his preseason, so I don't know what else he's done. But um, yeah, if that's just a one-off, no, he did get three goals in that. Yeah, that's true. So that that heightens the scoring. Where he's not going to do that every week, you wouldn't have thought. Yeah. Um, the other things I noticed there: uh, Harry McKay, 106, seemed to have fixed some of his goal issues. I think that's a draft. You you could probably get him reasonably late in a draft, and I think he'd, he'd be credible enough for you. Uh, did Charlie you see Kerman. His one big shank? <laughs> What's that? Did you see his one shank from right in front? Oh, I did see that. Was it the second quarter or something? Yeah, that was that yeah. was rock bottom. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. He's yeah, yeah. He has worked on his kicking apparently, but yeah, clearly he's still got some issues. So um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to bode for the season. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Kuno is another one I really like from draft, but he didn't do so well. Would he got fifty six? But I guess you're going to get that from big forwards. That's probably the reason you don't draft big forwards. Uh, what do you think of Christian Salem? Yeah, I was interested. I didn't watch this, but was he in the midfield again? I think so, but yeah, I didn't didn't see a whole lot of it either. But I'm pretty sure he got. Let me see if I can find the reports on that game. Um, He's had three center clearances, so he must have been in there a little yeah. bit. Christian Salem, yeah, most uh, of the CBAs. I'm, yeah, I really struggle with Salem. I picked him up a few years ago. I was sitting about two fiftieth in classic, and uh, as a bit of a pod. I thought he was going to go on a big run, and he went on a big run of about 80s, and yeah, it just took me nowhere. So, yeah. personal grind. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. And Oliver didn't play that game either, did he? Nah, nah. Yeah, so that's that's a factor. Um, yeah, not too much. I think uh, Viney was all right that game, and Petrarca did pretty well. Yeah, Viney's probably one to watch more, more from a um, draft point of view, especially if um, Oliver's going to spend some time out. But, yeah, that midfield's yeah. an interesting one. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Suns. And what are the Giants and the Suns? I did watch bits of this game, uh, only to note that the Suns got absolutely smacked, uh, which was interesting. It did not look good. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't wasn't pretty at all, which is, uh, yeah, probably a, a watch from a Suns point of view because if they get – if they come out and they're terrible, um, then Dimmer's going to have to throw the magnets around, which could affect someone like Sexton, who was really good. Uh, what did he get? 115. So I think that role looked good. Uh, ticked that one off. Tom Green was good. Yeah, if you got him at M1, I think you'd be very happy with that. Uh, Took Miller was good. I don't know how what Took Miller's ownership's like, but it's got to be up there, I think. Briggs was solid again. Um, I don't know if you get Briggs from a a classic point of view, but yeah, certainly be happy with him uh, in draft. Uh, Anderson, I didn't like the look of, but I guess he did enough. Um, I've seen a few people with Kelly. I'd be concerned about Kelly. I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't know what his tog was like, but his score was only 71, which was not particularly impressive. Uh, <coughs> oh, there's, a, there's a whole lot to like. Yeah, Flanders uh, is obviously the the big one here. He didn't score much, did he? Where is he? Um, saw a lot of talk on that he wasn't that good. Landers, yeah, 57. I don't know what his talk was like, but that's that's got to be concerning. Well, I actually watched this one, and I'm going to go against the pundits on Flanders. Oh, okay. I thought he passed the eye test. Every time he got near it, he just dodged two blokes, found a target, and then he just sort of walked around. I, I thought that was a classic, I'm a bit too good for preseason. Kind ah, of game. yeah, could have been. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Um, you see much else from this game? Um, I think the big one from the week before was Will Power came back, um, and a few people were getting keen on Connor Butterick, but I reckon Power's going to hurt his scoring a bit. They sort of play that very similar. They both want to be the kicker off half back. Obviously, Sexton, they like him having the ball. They pass to him a lot, but um, yeah, Power scored well, but I thought he just made mistakes. So. I don't know what they're going to do with that half-back one. It, like you said, Dimmer might throw the magnets mm. around a bit there. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a concern. I don't, I don't know about that one myself either. Matty Rao didn't score very well either. He looked absolutely electric the week before. Um, only got a 50. I, I don't 
don't know how much he was on the ground either. They might have kind of let their mids go a bit easy, but yeah, that's that's not a good sign for anyone keen to get on Matty Rail. I don't know if anyone is in Classic, but certainly a draft watch and definitely a keeper pick if you've got him. Don't know what yeah. he can. Uh, let's shift on to the mighty, mighty Brisbane Lions. Now, I watched most of this game. Uh, and the Lions held sway against the Swans most of the day. Um, they never got away from them, but it was, uh, yeah, they never were troubled. Uh, and then they they lost the power and they had a snake on the field to start with. So everything was happening. <laughs> it's a random game. Um, yeah. So what did, what did you think of that match? Oh, Geez, I, in my first keeper league I ever started, I picked Errol Gordon as my right. F2 in his second year. Oh, okay. And uh, so I've always had a soft spot for him, but man, I, I could see him being number one this year. The kid what just year. runs so hard. Um, he, he's going to be a ripper. Um, I nearly did it. I nearly put him in my side, but I actually think uh, until Ashcroft comes back, I reckon Hugh McCluggage offers really good value. He does. That early buy really hurts, but um, I think he's actually going to score really well. Um, James Jordan, I'd, it'd be hardly a serious team without him locked in now. Um, the role's yep. good. His scoring's good. Yeah, he's great, especially with the news that Taylor Adams uh, hurt his knee. Um, and, of course, Luke Parker's broken mm. his arm, so job security now looks really good. Um, so those ones mids, yeah, could be some value there. Um from your boys, uh, I actually think Dunkley's gone way under the radar this season. He has, yeah, he's been good. Most, most practice games. Yeah, he looks he looks good. Um, so I wonder whether he might just get back to being that one ten guy. Well, apart from um, his haircut, that looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kitty Coleman looks great. Um, that early buy again worries me, but mm. if you're keen on him, I think he's done everything you wanted. Um, the interesting. One out of the game, though, was the game time of Peter Adams. He played a lot yeah, of that game, and he played well, too, I thought. And Brody Grundy was really out of it due to that. Like, he just didn't find the ball as much. So I'd be watching teams um, come round zero, and if, if Adams is playing, I would actually spade Grundy. But I don't know Yeah, I don't think. know what they're doing with that, because Grundy was really good last week, and he looked... He yeah, looked yeah. Amazing off solo ruck. And I, I don't know if they were just trying to get some game time into Laddams in case they needed him in the season. But, yeah, he certainly seemed to ruck a lot. And Grundy was – I did notice Grundy was pretty dominant when he was rucking. But, yeah, he certainly spent a lot of time not rucking, uh, which was odd. So that's got to put a question mark in their rucks hut up. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening there, but it's certainly one to watch. Yeah, it was – It was. yeah, I, he's out for me. But, oh, look. I, I can't see him being a bad pick still, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably still have him in, But, yeah, it, certainly if Adams is playing in round zero, I'll probably pull him out. Yep. Um, yeah. And last one was just a sneaky draft one. That's got to be the best game of footy Kai Lohman's played. Well, certainly oh, the yeah. first quarter. He was everywhere. Um, but I, whether it's he's going to get a game or not, I don't know. But, yeah, that was great. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know what the Lions squad's going to look like. I think it'd have to be hard to break into it. It's probably going to be like someone like Loman or Archie or, yeah. I, I can't see anyone really breaking into it, but he was good. He's been, mm. and he dominates the VFL a lot, but I certainly haven't seen him play it like that at AFL standard before. But it'd have to be a chance of getting a game. Um, 
especially early in the season, if not straight away. Well, fingers uh, crossed because I traded him in in Dynasty last year, mate. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Yeah, he's he's worth holding on to, I think, because some of the um, like guys like Zorko and that are going to age out of the team in the next couple of years, so there'll, there'll be spots available going forward. Zorko was pretty good, actually, that, that game. Uh, what did he get? Yeah, like uh, that's one to watch, probably more so in, in draft. Um, I think you could probably get him pretty low as a forward, and you'd be happy with that. What else do I have? Um, a lot of people were talking up Sheldrick to fill that vacant midfield spot, but he didn't really show up. Um, I don't think they played him much, and he certainly didn't score very high. What did he end up with? Sheldrick, where is he? Uh, 60, yeah. Average, barely saw him, really. Yeah, and that's and that's without Chad Warner as well, so yeah. That's right, like he it. didn't play either. I don't know what happened there. Um, all right, I didn't really see this next one, but I did see some of the the talk around it and the details from it. So what do we got? The cats and the bombers. Um, yeah, I think this is a decent game of football. Um, cats got it done in the end, but the bombers might not be as bad as people say. But yeah, who knows? Process and. Um, the big thing out of that though was Nick Martin, who looked absolutely amazing and got 120 points. Uh, if he wasn't on people's radars, he certainly is now. Uh, he was great. Setterfield was good, uh, 103. Parish does what Parish does, gets another 100, I think. I still don't know if he could par- parish, but it's certainly enough to tempt people. Uh, McGrath trolling people with a 97. Zach Merritt was pretty good with a 91. Uh, nothing wrong with what Zach Merritt did. Um, yeah, I don't have too much else. Oh, Jai Clark was good. Um yeah, I think. Let me see if I can find his details. Uh, 68, uh, limited game time. I think he was pretty solid. Uh, don't know what the Cats are doing with their ruck, but we never do. Um, Jack Holmes was pretty good with an 88. Uh, if you're looking at Holmes, yeah, that's an, it's an interesting one, but I don't mind it, actually. I think he's pretty solid. Um, what else do I have? Xavier Duzma. Uh just an enigma, that guy. None of your favourites. No, he <laughs> annoyingly done and he done has done just enough this week for me to not be able to clearly cut him from my keeper league <laughs> side for like the fifth year running. I'm gonna <laughs> hang on to him and see what he does again. He'll probably uh, troll me for another twelve months. The annoying little bloke. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh, just just does enough to hang on every year. Neither does neither. Never anything impressive, but you just just enough to say maybe he's good this year. Also, if you keep him for ten years, you're, you're like mm, kept him for this long. If he's, I'll be really annoyed if I cut him and then he turns into something. <laughs> just one of those guys. Um, do you have anything else for that game? No, nah, yeah, the the hype on Martin and Holmes. They played the exact same role. Both teams look for him every time. Um, yeah, they were great. Um, I, with Parrish, I'm actually really keen on him. If he would just lay a tackle, that wouldn't hurt, like, would it? The guy could have five tackles a game. He would be like a top tier fantasy player because he does everything else. Um, and then oh, I was keen on Sean Manor, but I yeah, I've, I've heard that. I thought he was unsighted, to be honest. But they talked him up today in an article. I saw they were interviewed saying how they were really impressed with him. But oh, I didn't okay. Really yeah, I've always seen a lot of Cats fans on Twitter being being really impressed with him, but I don't know if he's got really caught the coach's eye much. I think they're kind of pleading with with um, Chris Scott to actually play him 
so yeah, if he gets a game, he'll be all right. But I, yeah, I don't know if he will. But the yeah. uh, Cats aren't good with, with debutants at the best of times. I wouldn't be, be hanging on them to get that done. Um, right, well, well, fingers uh, crossed, I agree with you. Jai Clark looked sensational when he was in there. So he's hoping. <laughs> yeah, he was good. I think you could, um, yeah, be pretty, pretty, well, it's a question of whether he gets out. But if he does get up, he'd be pretty happy to pick him. Uh, all right, do you want to run us through what the power did? I know you're really looking forward to this one, mate. But oh, uh, I love every butters update I can get at the moment. Oh, I couldn't believe it in the first 10 minutes. First thing I thought of was you when butters went down with the ankle. But he'll be fine. He'll be there round one. I think that was just to, to keep him in cotton wool. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think the wines move back in the mids is definitely real. He looks fitter. He looks sharp. And I think it complements those young uh, quick guys really well. So... If you're keen on him, definitely go there. Um, Connor Rosie just walked around for his 112. Uh, he didn't. He could have had 140 if he wanted to. He did look very good. If, if you're keen on him, yeah, nothing wrong there. Um, all the people that jumped off Hayden Young to get on Jordan Clark will jump back on Hayden Young this week, I think. Oh, he, he has, was he has far and away Rio's best player. Um, looked great. Fife looked great early, but this is the second week in a row he's had 20-plus and scores not much. Yeah, and he seems to fade out of games. I don't know if they've intentionally done that or he just runs out of steam because he's old. I don't know. Yeah, and he just he's great in the contest and then you just don't see him. Like, he's not running around taking marks. He's not mm. laying big tackles. So, yeah, he, he's definitely there. The role's good, but well, I don't know. It's risky. Um, and then, oh, other than that, Freo were pretty hapless, I thought, Port sort of ran rings around him a bit. And they were pretty bad. I saw, I think, the second half of that game. They didn't really put up a fight. No, no, it was, it was pretty bad. I, I think it turned into a bit of a training run in the second half. So the only other one was Cooper Simpson. I think he's a, he's a ripping kid and he didn't do anything wrong. Um, if you were keen on him as a bit of a bench option, um, yeah, I'd still go there. Yeah, he did look good. Um well, firstly, let's let's talk butters. Now, I, I was annoyed because I was looking forward to everyone getting on the butters train and then getting burnt uh, once the season started, like two or three games in, when you actually invested and you needed him to play for a while the others had a buy or something. So, it is it is annoying that people have been warned um, this this far out to actually get off the butters train, but they they reckon it's a not a long term injury though. He's likely to play next week. Uh, yeah, well, they get round zero off, so they were pretty oh, bullish. Right. He'll be there in one. Oh yeah, he, he should be. Uh, and if he doesn't, that's uh, yeah, he's got to got to spell enough for most people to get off, which is annoying because they'll likely put a lot of medication into him, and he won't burn people in the mid mid season now, which is frustrating for all us <laughs> butter taters out there. Uh, what do you make of Ryan Burton come out and got 125? Is it just a one off? Ignore that or? I think that is the classic example. If you look across all the games, the outside players are just racking up the ball. Now, having said that, Zerk Thatcher and Radagalia worked really well with Lalia, I thought. And maybe that's taken the pressure off Burton so he can run up the ground a bit more. So, sure, I can see a five to ten point bump, but don't expect hundreds every week out of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Radagalia looked all right in patches as well, which is interesting from a kind of deeper draft point of view. Uh, didn't mind yeah, that from, at a, all. from a supporter perspective, I was uh, yeah pretty chuffed to see three key defenders who could actually defend <laughs> and take marks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They had they had real problems with that last year too, didn't they? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, and I see Charlie. Charlie Dixon got talked up a lot for running through people, which he might have done twice and then kind of half-assed it up. Oh, yeah, classic Charlie game. First half, couldn't get near it, and then once the speed went out of it, kicked a couple of goals and looked great. Yep. Yeah, he, he likes to be a bit of a flat-track bully, Charlie, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, not a bad game of fantasy from that point of view. Um, all right, what was the next one? Let me bring that up. Um, oh yeah, the crows and the eagles. Um, yeah, that was pretty. Well, actually, it wasn't a, wasn't a good game. It's a pretty terrible game. The eagles are probably going to get flogged a lot. Uh, they didn't do too much. The crows won by sixty-seven. Um, Reed was good. Reed was actually a lot better this week. I watched him last week. wasn't overly impressed. Thought they tried him in a lot of places, and um, the eagles were very keen to to throw him around and put him everywhere. But he was pretty. Uh, it's okay, but average last week. This week he looked, did a lot of good things. Not a huge score, but um, yeah, certainly enough to put him on your ground. Um, been a lot of discussion as to whether or not he's your uh, number one keeper redraft pick. Um, but mm. yeah, it's certainly going to be the, in the top three if he's not number one. Uh, it did a lot of things right. Uh, Riley O'Brien rucked against a ruckless West Coast and just destroyed <laughs> them. Uh, Sam Berry shot back into, well, I don't know if you say contention, but certainly uh, back into people's minds with a 108. Uh, Tim Kelly was good. He was good last week. I think that's a solid pick. If He's probably an injury waiting to happen. Uh, Isaac Rankin was interesting with 109 because it was, from what I saw, it was you kind of, you were Shelley or you were an Isaac Rankin that was going to kind of run through the mid. So it might be Isaac Rankin instead of Rochelle. Uh, going forward, which is interesting to watch. I don't know if that means they're not going to go with Rochelle. He didn't do that well. Uh, Elliot Yo has been talked up by a lot of people. He was good again. Uh, obviously, again, an injury waiting to happen, but um, he has looked very solid this preseason. Uh, and Dawson did enough um, just to be considered to be still an absolute gun. Uh, 88, which wasn't huge, but yeah, preseason for those kind of guys never is. Um, I don't think I had too many other points. Did you have anything else on that game? No, I think it wasn't much of a game, really. But um, Rankin did get four goals in that still. So he's got a bit of a mid-roll. But is he going to score when he plays those top sides? That's true. It is West Coast. Um, Having said it is West Coast, I think if you get a Ruckman against West Coast this year, well, Mm. until Flynn's back anyway, there's a captain option for you. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Who have they got round one? Port Adelaide. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that that should be good. Because we didn't talk about Port Trucks, though, did we? So it's going to be um, Soldo. They sorted that out, have they? I, I think they're more keen on Soldo. But I actually thought Sweet was the better of the two Ruckman on the night. But oh, okay. definitely Soldo got the game time. So I think that's where they're going to go. Yeah, I don't know if you well, you couldn't do that in Classic. But you'd be, you'd be licking your lips at that prospect. Uh, in round one, if you've got him in a draft, which you probably would have got him for cheap, so that's handy. Yeah, the the Sam Berry one is interesting. If it, if they actually pick him, it, it's got to hurt Matt Crouch or Rory Laird, right? You'd have to think so. Yeah, Matt Crouch didn't do that well that game. So, um, well, his first half he was on fire. He he was in everything, and then I think they rested him a bit in the back half. But I think he was fifty six or something at half time, and he looked great. But Berry just got better and better. So. Mm. Oh, that's a scary one. 
Yeah, because you can't they can't really have them both going well in the midfield, can they? They've got too many midfield cogs. Yeah. Um, and the only other one I noted was, I don't know what's going on with Liam Duggan, but there were quite a few people keen on him with a more midfield time and halfback role, but, man, I, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that coming up. Um, he, I think he was good last week from memory, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be touching him in classic or, or draft unless you could get him in a really late speculative pick. Um, yeah, I don't just don't trust him. But uh, it's an interesting one. Um, uh, we'll jump on to the next game. What do we got? The uh, the Hawks and the Dogs. So this wasn't a bad game. I think the Dogs got a hold of them in the second half from memory. I was kind of listening into the the Traders uh, radio that they kind of commentated the game from a fantasy perspective, which, yeah, wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. Although it ended up being, they ended up just kind of picking a random player and talking about him for 20 minutes and then completely forgetting about what was happening in the game. But I guess if you're going to commentate from a fantasy perspective, that's what you're going to do. Um, It's not really a model for doing that. Uh, But it wasn't a bad concept. Didn't mind that. You'll probably get more of it. Certainly enough fantasy commentators out there, we could could get someone to do every game easily. Probably have five, six, six channels of it. Um, But, yeah, Newcomb uh, hasn't been on my radar, even in draft, but he dominated that game. Uh, The Bond... Uh, was well, they both got 127, but the bond just looked fantastic. Um, if you haven't considered the putting the bond in your midfield, you've got to now. He was he was great, uh, just destroyed it. Uh, English dominated, I think he dominated last week as well. Him and Marshall have done whatever and expected them to do, uh, this preseason. Been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Libba destroyed it as well. I don't know if you could pick Libba in a classic, really, but. I've seen people talking it up as a pod option, which is, yeah, I don't hate that. Um, certainly, yeah, one to watch in draft. Uh, you could probably pick him up reasonably cheaply and be very happy with that. Amon got a 94. Lots of talk on Amon. I quite like his role. Uh, Trelaw was good. Uh, you wouldn't touch Trelaw because of his injuries worries, but, um, yeah, quite good. I think Sanders got a 92. So, yeah, he's probably up there in terms of your, your top rookies for keeper as well. Um, what else did I have to that? Um, I think Ambrosio was quite good, but he got benched. Uh, Ginevan's been turning it on, but yeah, I still can't bring myself to go anywhere near it. But it's a speculative draft pick late. Um, don't mind that. Uh, Sick Dog was non existent, really. I don't know what happened to Sick Dog. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, go what, near him this year. No, <laughs> no, he cost you a lot, and he was, yeah, 61. Quiet, yeah, don't, don't like it at all. Um, Husweight, uh did enough. I think people have been considering Husweight. Let's see. Let me check his price. Uh, four twenty nine. Yeah, I don't know if he could go there. He's not that great, but he, he looked alright. Um, like kind of draft pick. Uh, yeah, don't mind that. Sixty eight. Um, what else? Oh, James Harms. Uh, got a lot of talk actually on the Traders show. Uh, he got seventy seven. Uh, his time on ground, I think, was pretty, well, low. Apparently, to match that so he could get more, but 637k, probably at a mid-price that you wouldn't bother. Um, not too many other notes on that one. Did you have anything else for that game? Well, the one that's popped his head up for me last week and then again this week is Ken McKenzie. Mm, yeah, um, that's true. I missed him. He was good. I didn't really see this coming, but I think the Josh Ward breakout that everyone was seeing happening looks dead in the water and maybe Cam McKenzie's got that extra midfield time that 
Um, maybe he's the one to go after. Yeah, he certainly was good last week. He was good again this week. Um, so yeah, don't don't mind Cam McKenzie at all. I think. Uh, I don't know what he's paying from a classic point of view. Let's have a look. In the four hundreds from memory. Cameron. No, maybe it's just Cam. Yep. See McKenzie. Uh, four thirty nine. Yeah. If he's going to get that that roll and break out, then yeah, you can certainly lock that in. Uh, four thirty nine. Not that much. I think the good um, good draftees aren't much less than four hundred these days. Yeah, it's just that another awkward forward line player, isn't there? There's a few in that that group. And the Hawks have got um, a lot of lot of young mids to throw around, so you're never quite sure. Yeah. Um, the other one I was interested in, I, I didn't get to see the whole game, but um, Nick Caulfield. I'm really hoping he's going to lock down that uh, last defensive spot for us, but he took a while to get going. I, I, did you see any of it? But he's, he's no, I like, did hear uh, him kind of. Yeah, they mentioned him a bit in the the second half of the traders thing that I was talking about. So, um, yeah, he must have been all right. He, yeah, he scored fine. Um, uh, I don't know that he did did particularly much to kind of weigh into it anything massive. Let's see if we can get some. Do you have any intel on that from some of the other games? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, nothing I can track down in a hurry. Um, yeah, I have to look into it some more. But yeah, certainly, certainly not. Didn't jump out as being super impressive. I don't think. Yeah. Um, all right. What do we got? Uh, the game today. Uh, the Ruse and the Saints, uh, which wasn't a bad game either. The Saints, I think, kind of got a hold on them late. Kind of seesawed in the middle. Um, Sheezer was the obvious one. He dominated again. Uh, he's had a really good preseason. I think there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, Fisher. Fisher got 114. Uh, I don't know what to make of Fisher. People are talking him up as a, a really good option. I'm still not convinced myself, but, yeah, I guess you could do worse than that. What's he priced at? Uh, 6.23. So, yeah, I mean, if he's capable of that kind of score, he's probably not. Not a bad option at 623. Um, we don't get to see him in round zero, but um, not bad. Uh, Ryan's Burns and Bonner, rather. Um, they were, yeah, both got tons. Uh, don't know what to make of those guys. You probably wouldn't touch them in, in classic. Uh, oh, I don't know what to make of them as a draft value. Michito Owen's got 100, so I love Michito, even though I tried, traded him in a keeper a couple of years ago for nothing. Um, he has been great, and I think he's a he's a draft steal. Whether or not you could classic it, I don't know. What's he paying? Um, six sixty-seven. Oh, forwards are a bit lacking. Maybe you could do that as a pod. Yeah, not too, not terrible. Uh, Rowan Marshall got a hundred. Uh, yeah, just did enough to be considered to be an absolute gun again. Although still English over Marshall for mine. Uh, Wangani Malira was good. Ninety-nine. Uh, Jack Steele did enough to, if you want to pick Jack Steele, you know what you're going to get. He got a 93, wasn't huge, but yeah, certainly enough to, to not put anyone off. Uh, Lazaro was another interesting score. I think he got like an 80. Um, yeah, and he looked quite good from the bits that I took in. So, um, yeah, I think Lazaro is a really interesting one. Uh, and 288, it's a steal. Uh, yeah, you'd have some of that. Wardlaw was about that same. Same kind of score, uh, 78. Zeri wasn't very good, so that's a, uh, one for the Zeri truth. It's 67, I think, and 
yeah, wasn't fantastic. I guess he was up against Marshall, so you've got to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, LDU was 38, so I don't know what happened to his time on ground, but that's that's no good. Um, Powell got 50. Again, maybe his time on ground was down, but it kind of shows you what you can expect with Tom Powell. Uh, a lot of people were Tom Powell believers, but that's that's kind of a rank score. Um, if he wasn't on the ground much, it's probably excusable. I wouldn't be trusting him. Uh, and McKercher, a lot of people talked up McKercher again, and he's getting, um, you know, talked up as your number one kind of keeper league pick and the, the best of the rookie bunch. I think he got 63, probably done enough if you were a Kircher believer. Um, yeah, that's probably probably about it. Was there any other um, talking points you want to touch on or any of those? Uh, yeah, a couple of top-ups on your points. As a port man, Riley Bonner is an absolute trap. Um, okay. I've seen so many Saints fans just loving what he's doing, but he is a preseason specialist. He loves the... Low contest, just easy marks. Um, get, he'll give him the ball. But as soon as the pressure comes on, he'll be out that side. So good luck to those people who want to go there. <laughs> yeah, um, the biggest one of this game for me was uh, young Darcy Wilson. So I've been oh, really okay. keen on him. Um, and he knocked out a 97 with 24 touches. Um, he's an absolute lock for me, um, whether that's on the bench. He could nearly, nearly sneak on field now. I think he, he just looks a superstar. Yeah, what's he paying? That's handy. Um, I must have completely missed that. Uh, Dust Tart, 249. Yeah, God. He can rack up those kind of numbers. Yes, it's a, it's a bit of a free hit to chuck him on the on the ground or a bench or, yeah, loop him in. Yeah, um, a, had a good preseason. Um, Cherry, the one, you, you weren't too keen on him, but... He, he actually dominated the ruck. He had 31 hitouts. He still had 16 posies, so he just had okay. a lot of gamble. But, oh, um, right. The big thing with him, he had eight clearances, so I actually think he's had a pretty good game. It's just it didn't translate into the score. Into whereas, the scores, yeah. You know, different game where it gets a bit wet or slower and he gets a few tackles up and stuff. I, I'm still pretty keen on him. Yeah, I mean, if if sixty if sixty three is your floor, then that's that's still pretty good, isn't it? Because what's he paying? You're going to save a lot of money picking Zeri over one of the big rucks, five eighty. So, yeah, if that's as bad as it's going to get, then yeah, you, you're not paying too much for it. So that's pretty handy. Yeah, Certainly and if of- anyone was keen on Simpkin, I think if you saw that hit from Webster today, you might might find Simpkin out of your team. So I'm not sure he's going to play again after seeing that. Oh, okay. He <laughs> got collected a bit badly, did he? Oh, you haven't seen it? No, no, I haven't seen that one. Well, if Sam Pelpepper got four weeks, I can't see how this is couldn't be less than six or seven. Oh, really? Yeah, did the whole jump off the ground, oh, missed his body okay. completely, and just took the head. It was it was yeah. pretty nasty. Yeah, that's uh, they're gonna they're gonna rub him out for a while for that. You yeah. can't be doing that in this day and age. Yeah. Oh, I think that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the the games for this week. Uh, we'll take a quick look at round zero uh, and kind of see the players we're talking about there. Let me switch my thing over. That's not it. Um, nope. Oh, stupid AFL thing's got two different bars to switch. All right, here we go. Um, the Swans and the Demons on Thursday night. Now, the obvious thing there is the kind of the, the ruck battle. You've got Grundy against Gorn, so it be really interesting to see what Grundy can do and Gorn can do in that space. Um, that's certainly one to watch for your for your ruck selection. 
Jordan, obviously. Windsor as well. What's going to happen with the Parker role? Uh, how good Errol's going to be and whether or not they play Clary. So a lot of good talking points in that game. Uh, anything else you're looking for out of that game? Oh, I just really don't want to see Errol pump a 150 because I don't <laughs> want to pick him. I don't want to pick these by guys, but oh, he could do it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's he's fully capable of doing that, especially if they don't have, um, you know, if they don't have Oliver and they're going down one elite midfielder short. Yeah, that that could be. He could score a lot of points, uh, which is probably similar for the um, the Friday night game. Uh, Lions are up against Carlton. If, if McLuggage is going to pump out a big score, people are going to have to think twice about that as well. Um, Coleman, yeah, you're going to have to watch Coleman roll. Uh, how good Dunkley's going to be. Carlton, I don't struggle to pick talking points out of that. Um, I guess Zach Williams and whether or not he plays is a big one. And then, you know, Colin, what happens to to Doc and uh, I don't know if Walsh is going to play that game either and what he's going to do. So, yeah, I don't know yes. about Colton. Just too many question marks around the guys you want to pick there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, even your, your kind of Crips and your your, your Doherty as to what exactly they're, they're going to do. Um, but at least you get a, you get a kind of a look at them, but it doesn't help you for draft because your team's probably going to be picked before then. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got the, the Saturday match with the Suns versus Richmond. Uh, which is really interesting. Obviously, you're going to be watching the the Sexton role. You're going to be watching what Flanders is doing, uh, how the midfield's set up, uh, you know, whether or not Raul or, or Took um, are going to be dominating, maybe even kind of the, the Fiorini role to see what that's doing. Uh, from Richmond point of view, you're going to be short, you're going to be dusty, you're going to be... There's a bit there actually going on. Uh, Baker, Rioli, Bolton. Um, that midfield move for Baker never really... Came to pass, did it? Well, and I've drafted him in a couple of drafts recently, okay. for it, and uh, in that new keeper we did too. But um, oh, he's hoping that they're just holding him back for the real stuff, yeah, hey? Like. <laughs> yeah, it isn't really. I saw somewhere that uh, Rioli was going to get more midfield time as well. Didn't see that happening. Um, no, not too much has changed from a midfield perspective for Richmond, I guess, apart from Dow. And yeah, that's just a question of whether Dow gets picked. I think you can put him in your side if he gets picked, uh, but. Yeah, I still don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably the one spot that Richmond don't look too bad is their midfield. Like yeah. the rest of the team, I think, is a bit thin, but they've got a lot of options to go through there. Yeah, especially with, I think, their forward line's pretty thin, especially with Tom Lynch still out. It'd probably be out for at least a couple of rounds, you'd have to think. Yeah. Uh, and the last game of the round with only the, the four games, which is going to be just a bizarre kind of opening round. Don't know, still don't know why the AFL's done this. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, Green, Whitfield, Kelly, yeah, Cogs, the, the whole midfield of the Giants and what they're going to do uh, is up in the air. You're obviously going to be watching Nick Dacos and see whether he can pump out a score good enough to pick him. I still don't think you risk your side without him, but it's, yeah, I guess people are expecting him, not needing him to pick a big score if they want to they want to go on with him. Um, yeah, the Pies have got a few guys that could potentially select as debut, debutants, uh, yeah, or, or changes to the side guys like Finn McGray, uh, even people like Bytel, which kind of I've been hoping that from a keeper's perspective, but I don't think it's happening. <laughs> so it's more about selection, I think, rather than anything you're really looking for in that side. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that game? Oh, it was actually one we missed earlier. I've had in my notes, but um, that Harvey Thomas looked really good, I thought. Oh, okay. I yeah, that. I did have him down somewhere. He did look good. <coughs> 
So it'll be interesting to see if he gets picked or not, but it might be one to watch. Mm, yeah, certainly need that kind of guy on your bench. Yeah, that'll be handy. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. We, we covered we covered the nine games. We covered the four games. Um, a lot of content there to run through. You have anything anything else you want to you want to leave the listeners with as they think about putting their teams together? I think um, you just got to be careful not to read too much into these preseason games. Mm. Like LDU is a classic example. I think he only scored thirty eight today, but you know he could come out and knock out a one twenty round one and make you look silly. I think he did something similar last year. He had a 60 or something in the preseason and then big round one. So um, we all know then Butters is going to have his 120 in, in round one, mate, and make you look silly. Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully not. Well, hopefully he – I'd be happy, actually, if he does come out, uh, pump out a round 20 for round one, and then, yeah, then later on when you actually need him, when the other sides are going to buy, he just injures himself on four or something. <laughs> That's what I'd be looking forward to the most. But yeah, I still, <laughs> I still got to work out whether or not I'm going to buy into this, or how much I buy into structuring my side around the buys. Because it's just such a pain in the ass. Oh, it's just the worst drawer ever, isn't it? It's horrible. Like you can do it for a couple of big players and select the right guys, but in the end, I think you just kind of have to kind of back that you've got enough to cover yourself every week, or because we don't get more trades for this, do we? Uh, no, it's just. Yeah. Uh... Best 18 during those early buys. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've probably got to make sure you don't have too many players from any given side either. It's a bit tricky. Yeah, and particularly those top-end guys. Like, if you've got three premiums missing out in that week, like, it's a huge Mm. knock you're going to take. Yeah, because it's sides like North Melbourne who have got a buttload of fantasy-relevant guys. You kind of need to steer away from filling your bench with them. Yeah, which is difficult. But yeah. yeah, it should certainly be an interesting, interesting start to the season. Uh, this round zero, throwing away, throwing in all kinds of challenges. But um, yeah, we'll we'll call it there. So uh, and we'll probably be back. I think we're coming back and previewing, kind of round one and doing some last minute kind of question answering stuff next week. So uh, yeah, look out for that, Beppers. And until then, we'll call it a night. See you, Ron, guys. See you guys.